Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we go through a chapter um, in the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we're discussing Chapter 14 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Cornelius Fudge. Um, Cornelius fuckboy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, do you love wizard team? Wait. Do you, oh, nope. <laughs> Robin okay, still guys. doesn't have Wi-Fi, guys. I That's still don't have Wi-Fi. Yeah, this, we're doing it live. Um, okay. Yes. So if you would like to follow along. Wait. Yeah, yeah we have announcements yeah. and reminders. Ah, we have announcements and reminders. <laughs> if you would like to follow the com- join the conversation and follow along, you can hashtag Wizard Team on Twitter. Uh, we also post these episodes on Facebook, and I don't think you can comment on SoundCloud. If you comment in on SoundCloud, you we ain't seen it. Um, I don't think anyone has, but you can comment on SoundCloud. Yeah, but you can comment on um, Facebook and let us know who is your MVP and who's benched. I think I messed that up. Yeah, that's true. Facebook and Twitter. Yep. Um, Hashtag wizard I mean, you could probably do it on SoundCloud, too. We just can't, like, interact. You can comment on the thing, but we can't comment back. We can't respond. Um, Okay. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? Um, We are working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. Um, if you would like to submit, check out the website for guidelines, um, blackgirlsnerdout.com. You can also email us at weblackandnerds at gmail.com um, if you have questions or you just have some ideas that aren't fully formed or if you have a draft and you already been sitting on it for a minute and you're like, you know what? Today's the day. I'm going to send this in. Just Today's do it. the day. Today's the day. I'm going to imagine life as a black Hogwarts student. Weblackandnerds at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> um uh, oh, oh, oh. Do you love Wither Team and want to support us? Well, if you have a few extra galleons that you would like to share, we're now on Patreon. So if you go to www.patreon.com slash blackgirlsnerdout, you can give a monthly donation, support, Whatever, give us any any level of shekels that you're, or any level of galleons or sickles you're willing to part with. And um, there are different tiers and you can get different thank you gifts um, for supporting us. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash black girls nerd out. Um, if you want to support us but can't commit to a monthly donation, um, we also have an Amazon affiliate link um, where you can go about your regular shopping, but we get a little money from it. So it's no extra money from you, but extra money for us. So if you want to ball out on Amazon, as I need or would like to do once I am fully settled and have money, um, you can go to amzn.to forward slash bgno and ball out to your heart's desire. Ball out, guys. Man, buy those you books. You know, you want that. Watch you want those black. books. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get and Orphan Dr. Black. Who. You know that fancy thing that you were like, eh, I don't know. Get that. You deserve it. <laughs> you deserve it. Um, If you would like just to give a one-time donation, we are also on PayPal. So if you go to paypal.me 
slash B-G-N-O, you can, you know, drop a couple of galleons in the bucket, in the tin bucket to show uh, your support because we've got a lot of things um, we're working on. I personally, if after this is already this has already gone out, or when this is going out, I've already been to WonderCon. Um, and you can see all of the cool things that I've posted on the website, our Instagram, and our Twitter. Uh, but I'm also, I had a talk accepted to LaViosaCon this summer. Actually, my birthday weekend, mm-hmm. pretty tight. Um, so I'm trying to get to Las Vegas um, and be it. LaViosaCon to ball out with fellow nerdy Potterheads. I'm also um, planning on going to Geek Girl Con again in Seattle. That was really great. And if possible, I'm still trying. I want to go to San Diego Comic Con because, you know, it's my town. <laughs> I've been going since high school. Yeah. I we're refuse also, to be denied. We're also going to London. We're going to London, and yes. So we got to figure out content for that. We also My have other gonna be projects Chica- we want to do. We I'm going to be in Chicago, so I have to figure out things, nerdy things to do in Chicago. And also, we, I want her to go to Chicago Comic Con. Yeah, I probably will. Tight. Um, so, we got a lot to do, man. Um, so, And uh, if also, you can help us out, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. everything that we're doing... Um, I don't want to be like everything we're doing we're doing for you because I'm going to London for myself we want to be able to really sh- yeah if we're being super real um, but we want to share and we want to like continue to do these cool things so that we can um, was that my auntie? yeah it was Aminata she just got her hair washed and she wanted me to see it aww um, yeah. So everything that That's we're so doing, we want to be able to share this, things. When I listen to this, I'm not gonna have seen her for like two weeks, and I sound all I annoyed will. and stuff. Aw, I'm not gonna have seen her for like hella long. Now, now I'm gonna listen to it and I'm gonna be really sad. So let me stop talking about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. So these are like kind of the, some of the things that we have coming up, and we also have some really awesome, or what we think are really awesome ideas that we want to be able to, you know work out um, mm-hmm. in which case money is a part of that and we appreciate any support that you can give um, what is are we getting into news now or um, no, no subscribe newsletter. to our newsletter um, <laughs> close every week we share nerd news and links to what's been going on so if you want to be in the know be sure to subscribe you can go to blackgirlsnerdout.com to subscribe um, sometimes like two weeks ago you know, life gets in the way as an internet goes down and newsletters don't go out when they're supposed to. But y'all know the subscribe news. anyway. We tweet about it too, which is the other thing. Follow us at We Black and Nerds on Twitter. Like us at yep. Black Girls Nerd Out. Um, Twitter is our main mode of like business communication. communication. Um, so that's where you'll find most of like the news. Whereas like the Facebook page is mostly like our blog post episodes sometimes if something like happens then we'll post it um but not like it's not we always on twitter we're always on twitter we're not always um also tumblr i've been trying to get more um active on tumblr yeah uh so blackgirlsnerdout.tumblr.com instagram um like I said, I just got back from WonderCon. <laughs> Timey wimey. Uh, I just got back from WonderCon, so you can probably see a lot of really cool uh, pictures and things on Instagram. 
and, and that's Black Girls Nerd Out yep. on Instagram. Um, okay, so there's no Potter news. Um, I mean, there's probably, probably a l- There probably but is. we don't like, know it. We said it last episode. Check our Twitter. Um, we'll probably have feelings and thoughts, but... Yeah, because that right one thing that had happened... It was tight. I was, or it wasn't tight. Yeah. Or it was... And I, I had know, feelings about it. We had feelings. But um, that's in the that's in the past. Well, that's in the future. Or in the future. Man. Um, also, hey, guess what? I'm 22 now. Hey. Hey. Except I'm not when we're talking about it, but I am when you hear this. So, shout out hey. to that. Shout out to Brianna being still too fucking young to exist. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> She's yeah. a unicorn. Um, happy birthday, unicorn, Brianna. Like, all 22 year olds are unicorns. Okay. All, yeah. All y'all, all y'all youngins. Um, <laughs> happy birthday, Bayana. Happy birthday, Fred. And George. And George. Both of them. Both of them. I got my, I got sad because I said Fred. I know. And then I got sad. Both of them. But okay. it's okay. Let's so get let's, into it. Let's, let's <laughs> jump in. Let's do this. Um, so, so. Do we need a previously? Yes, previously on Harry, on Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Previously um, on Harry Potter. Um, Harry wasn't making. Harry was th- thought he was just. He was being controlled by a Horcrux man. All right, so he went into Partly the diary. Partly he was being too nosy, and then he was being controlled by a Horcrux, and then he made some not all that great decisions. Harry, Harry got a Harry. Mm-hmm. So Harry did some Harry, Harry nonsense, and um, was entered into Tom Riddle's. Memories of the chamber being opened 50 years ago. And then we found and out it was Hagrid who opened the Chamber of Secrets. Yes. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. So, um, Harry, Ron, and Hermione had always known that Hagrid had an unfortunate liking for large, monstrous creatures. During the first year at Hogwarts, he had tried to raise a dragon in his little wooden house. Um, still one of my favorite lines your house is made of wood yeah Yeah. you feel like you're ignoring something very important here Mm -hmm. um and it would have and it would be a long time before they forgot the giant three-headed dog he christened fluffy and it's fluffy yeah we haven't heard about fluffy in a while i think he's just roaming the forest just chilling just chilling in the in the forbidden forest um yeah so where are we at um, um, if, as a boy, Hagrid had heard that a monster was hi- hidden somewhere in the castle, Harry was sure he'd have gone to any lengths for a glimpse of it. He probably thought it was a shame that the monster had been cooped up so long and thought it deserved the chance to stretch its many legs. Harry could just imagine that 13-year-old Hagrid trying to fit a leash and collar on it, but he was equally certain that Hagrid would have never meant to kill anybody. And I think um, that's so, the thing. It's a little bit different than if it had been like, oh, well, obviously, if we found out, it was, if they found out it was Snape, even though, you know, Snape was, we all know Snape wasn't alive back then. But if they just, you know, whatever, if they found out it was Snape, they'd be like, he was trying to murder people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or if they thought, if they found out it was somebody else, they might have been like, oh, no, like, they're actually evil. And I didn't realize it. Um, but with Hagrid, they, they know Hagrid. And I don't think that, you know, Riddle in the diary wasn't counting on that. He was counting on them to... Just think of so like think it was Hagrid. No of Hagrid. Exactly. No of Hagrid and know that and like have that leap of he's wild and you exactly. know, like there's a lot of prejudice kind of against him anyway because he's a half giant. Um, yeah. So um, but I also think it's he's thirteen, so he's a third year. Mm-hmm. Um 
And, like, Bayana said, like, because they know him, you know, it's also part of Hagrid's, like, character. Like, Harry could, like, easily imagine this. Um, 13-year-old Hagrid and 60-year-old Hagrid, 63-year-old Hagrid, um, are very kind of similar, which I'm trying to write this post about. Yeah, but, and I feel like I feel like he's probably a little bit more mature, but I know, yeah, he's but, more you know, mature. He but didn't get his, to go through school all the way, and then his like base, you know, he's really interested and really likes like those kind of creatures, who people, like creatures that people would consider to be monsters. Um, yeah, and he never. I'm, I'm just saying, like, he never lost his naivete when it comes to these creatures. Exactly. Can we um, talk about for a second? how 13-year-old Hagrid in the movie sounds like 63-year-old Hagrid. Does that make any sense? No. Um, I'm going, going to point you... Brothers? I'm going to point you to our cousin Kevin, who sounded like a grown-ass man with the time he started talking. So He sounded the same between 13 and... I mean, he's not 60. He's, like, he's 22, but still... <laughs> and 63? No, I just feel like it. that doesn't make sense. But I mean, okay. he sounded like a grown-ass man. 13, I can't you know, remember. like, 12 and 13, your voice kind of... No, I, no, I, I get it. I, I get it. Um, I lost you for a second. There we yeah. go. Um, but, yeah, I think, I I mean, I don't... Of all of the Warner Brothers gripes, that's not the one. That's not a big deal. It's not. Go I on just the, felt like bringing it up um yeah but yeah I but i like that... how but i do like how it's like very much so like they find out it's haggard and they're not like oh no haggard's evil they immediately think like oh he didn't mean to kill anyone you know what i mean like yeah so it's a um it just goes to show how much like i mean and i don't want to say like being friends makes you more empathetic like empathy goes a long way and people should like be better at that <laughs> yeah i mean exactly I mean, we you know, know it's not haggard but it's just like that could have but easily been like, oh, now we no longer talk to Hagrid. And now no, we don't fuck with Hagrid him. anymore. Yeah. The one thing I do want to say is, like, we don't know what kind of monster or creature this is, but, you know, Harry is like, he ain't trying to kill nobody, right? But then we have the Slytherin, or enemies of the air beware, like, written on right. the, you know? And I'm like, and it's that, like that's the part that doesn't Is the monster fit. able to write, write these, the like, threatening messages? Or, you know, um... And then also, like you said, it's a good thing that they know Hagrid, but why would he choose 50 years later to, like, do this again? Right. Or do they think, I mean, let's, we can, let's keep reading, but, you know, do they think that he opened the chamber again? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, okay. Harry half-wished he hadn't found out to, um, how to work Riddle's diary again and again. Ron and Hermione made him recount what he had seen until he was heartily sick of telling them and sick of the long circular conversations that followed. Riddle might have got the wrong person, said Hermione. Maybe it was some other monster that was attacking people. How many monsters do you think this place can hold, Ron asked. Hella. A lot, Ron. <laughs> Hella. Hella. So many monsters, Ron. Um, I have no idea. Bro. Um, we always knew Hagrid had been expelled, said Harry, and the attacks must have stopped after Hagrid was kicked out. Otherwise, Riddle wouldn't have gotten his award. Um, Ron tried a different track. Riddle does sound like Percy. Who asked him to squeal on Hagrid anyway? Um, but the monster had killed someone, Ron, said Hermione. Exactly, Ron. Like, calm down. Like, I get, I get what Ron's doing, but also, like, there was someone who who died, so it's a little bit... You yeah. gotta snitch when there's death involved, like, at a certain point. 
And Riddle um, was going back to some muggle orphanage if they closed Hogwarts. I don't blame him for wanting to stay here, which is also Harry being like, I ain't trying to go back to the Dursleys any mm-hmm. sooner than I have to. Exactly. Um, um, you met Hagrid down Nocturne Alley, didn't you, Harry? He was buying a flesh-eating slug repellent, said Harry quickly. The three of them fell silent. Um, do you think we should go and ask Hagrid about it all? That'd be a cheerful, cheerful visit, said Ron. Hello, Hagrid. Tell us, have you been sending anything mad and Harry loose in the castle lately? Um, that's one of my favorite lines, and I like. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm always happy that it made it to the movie. <laughs> um, um, in the end, they decided that they would not say anything to Hagrid unless there was another attack. Um, and as more and more days went by with no whisper from the disembodied voice, they became hopeful that they would never need to talk to him about why he had been expelled. Um, it was it, it was now nearly four months since Justin and nearly Headless Nick had been petrified, and nearly everybody seemed to think that the attacker, whoever it was, had retired for good. Peeves had finally got bored of his Oh Potter, You Rotter song, and Ernie Macmillan asked Harry quite politely to pass a bucket of leaping toadstools in Herbology one day. And in March... I'd have been like, give it yourself. Exactly. Hmm. Call you got me arms. a psycho you got killer. Legs. You could walk over there and get it. Mm-hmm. You sure you want this bucket from the psychopathic from the of serial killer? Really? Really? Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, all of the shade. Um... And in March, several of the mandrakes threw a loud and raucous party in the greenhouse in greenhouse three, because they know when that hotline bling. <laughs> do you just... think that they? Do you think they caught some uh, strippers over and then they started reading them poetry? <laughs> yeah, probably. I hope so. <laughs> They're just dancing. Yep. Um, it's a problem, but. Oh. They're throwing a party. Um, the moment they start trying to move into each other's pots, we'll know they're fully mature. Hmm. Well then, <laughs> then we'll be able to revive those poor people in the hospital wing. Um, the second years were given something new to think about during their Easter holidays. The time had come to choose their subjects for the third year, a matter that Hermione at least took very seriously. It could affect our whole future, she told Harry and Ron. I just want to get up, give up potions, said Harry. We can't, said Ron gloomily. We keep all of our old subjects or I'd have ditched defense against the dark arts. But that's very important, said Hermione shocked. Not the way Lockhart teaches it. I haven't learned anything from him except not to set pixies loose. So can we just acknowledge that that was the first lesson of the year? Right. So you learned nothing the entire year. Yep. Literally, it's it's it. They're getting it. They're getting towards the end of the year. This is after. This is during their like spring break, basically. And all they've learned is not to set pixies loose from Defense Against the Dark Arts. And again, and gets Dumbledore. Then you get Remus up in there as soon as possible. Um, also, like, what you were saying, like, um, Ron goes on to be in Aurora, right? Mm-hmm. He works, yeah, so, like, he, he is, <laughs> man, I was about to say he's lucky that he had all of this practical experience. <laughs> I don't know if lucky is the right word, but he. I mean, it's the same with Harry, like, the two of them don't have to, like like pass all of the you know they don't have to go back to Hogwarts like Hermione goes but she doesn't have to either but she goes back to Hogwarts to finish her seventh year Harry and Ron mm-hmm. don't do that they're just automatically accepted into the Auror office or whatever yeah um, but that's because of all the shit that they had to do like they know how yeah. to beat Horcruxes and shit so yeah they have point, all this practical experience but imagine mm-hmm. like how one imagine how much easier their Horcrux hunt would have been had they had had consistent dark art teachers Totally. Um, and then, two, what, um, 
I would just wonder, like, with if he would have gone into that field, if he was going to go into that field, you know what I mean? Like, how much more interested and intrigued he would have been by it, you know? Like, just having good teachers, like, really, like, I had a great telecommunications teacher in high school, and I went on to, like, major in that in college. Mm-hmm. And I also think that they should... Um... Like, that's one of the things, and it's not, like, just how, it's how they do it, like, in general with school, is they don't really give you options on what, you know, they don't really give you options early enough. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, in Order of the Phoenix, um, they have their career advice right before their owls, and so yeah. Ron, I mean, Harry is told, like, oh, you need to bring up your grades on these things, and it's like, I only have two weeks till the exam, so why didn't you tell me like oh and you know people can change their minds like obviously like I changed my major in college or whatever but it's like you can change your mind but um but at least I feel like earlier especially like make your you're learning and you, you're like at, in this moment where they're choosing their classes for next year they should think like oh what kind of things would I maybe like to do and then choose mm-hmm. classes based off of that as opposed to just learning what an R is in, like, their fourth year and then learning, like, all the classes you have to take for it. And then if Snape had been um, the potions master sixth year, then they wouldn't have been able to be ours because they wouldn't have been able to take potions. So, you know what I mean? It's just, like, <laughs> yeah, it seems kind of late, um, which is, I mean, really we can talk more about that in the in Order of the Phoenix. But um, that's just kind of how it is with high school and, like, college and stuff in general is everyone gets, says, oh, you have so much time, which mm-hmm. is, like, true, but then no, but... It's like, yeah, you have so much time to actually, like, decide what you want to do, but you should still be getting all this information earlier on so that you can make a more informed decision later. And that's, like, I told your younger sister, Kara, I was like, you know, it, it's kind of unfair because you have to make all of these, like, decisions that really affect your life when you're at your, like, youngest and dumbest and, like, mm-hmm. your, your um, long-term thinking is just not really developed, not really there, you know? Yeah. But you need to constantly be thinking about it because... Even the way that I, like, chose what school I went to, like, what college I went to, was kind of ridiculous. Like, it worked out, right? And those things do sometimes work out, and a lot of where I'm at today is from things that happened to me outside of the classroom, you know? But, Mm -hmm. like, I would have had so many more options had I set myself up for that, had I been thinking more long-term about what, you know. Yeah. And not even, like, and it's, and it's like, you don't even need to decide what you're going to do. No, like, totally. It's giving yourself more informed. Yeah, and giving your, but also, like, making sure you don't close off avenues that you might exactly. be interested in later. You know what exactly. I mean? So, like, because like you may you not want to like, do one thing now, but as long as you're, you know what I mean? Like, I, when I went into college, I wasn't going to major in English, but I was good at it, and mm-hmm. I liked it. And then when I decided I wanted to major, you know what I mean? Like, I did well at it because I wasn't like, oh, I'm not going to major in it, so I won't need it. It was like, I like did it, and math. then once I decided <laughs> that I was actually going to major in it, then it was like, then it was cool, you know what I mean? Versus being like, I mean, yeah, I kind of closed off math, which is sometimes I, I kick myself for that in, like, <laughs> science. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, so it's just like, I think that that's one of the issues, and I feel like because they have them for seven years, they could probably build it a little bit better than you kind of can when you only have four. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also think, you know, like, our school system is, like, shit, and so, um, 
But maybe like, okay, ninth grade, it's supposed to be like, you should go to college in like this real abstract way to be like, here are some of the things that you could like, here are the actual avenues because people don't really figure that out until they're applying and they're like, oh, I can go to like nursing school. Oh, I can like do that. And like, and that's a lot. Like, I just remember being like stressed as fuck um, senior year, the first semester of senior year, because I was like, oh, like now I have to, I don't even know where I want to go. I don't know what I want to do. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, um, but it's easier if you have those things. If you have someone at least, like, trying to keep it in your head to think about, as opposed to you have it, because you wake up, unless you're like me, um, right before sophomore year of high school started, I was like, I don't know where I want to go to college, and I had like, this whole, like, anxiety attack about it, um, and that then, was me, in, and I was, and like, then, like, and then I got, like, started high. school, like, literally, <laughs> no, my thing is, is, like, I, in my head, I was like, shit, I only have three more years, and then I was like, but I don't know what I want to do, and I don't know where I want to go. And I was literally, like, 14, and I was freaking out. And then I actually got to school, and, like, it started, and I was like, oh, let me calm down. <laughs> but, like, I literally, me, was, like, right before, but, it was literally yeah, me... right before school started, I had this, like, huge thing. And, like, I don't think anyone, like, I kind of did it on my own, because I think I knew in the back of my head that I was being dumb. But, um, yeah. Not was, dumb. You were just being, you were going too too fast. I was doing a lot. Um Yeah. <laughs> But, but yeah, yeah anyway, I just to... feel like, yeah, I just feel like in general, like, they, at least when they're looking at these um, things to choose their thing, they have the little um, excerpts. Maybe they should be able to go visit one of the classes and, like, see, oh, does this look like something I want to do? Or, like, yeah, meet the like teacher the or, you know, or... talk to their heads of houses and let them and, like, see what they think. Um, that yeah. seems like it would be um, easier. So, so Neville had been sent letters from all of the witches and wizards in his family, all giving him different advice on what to choose. <clears throat> and it's, I can see this a lot being like the way that I kind of jokingly was like, oh, Bayana's going to Indiana. And my brother's like, no, 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 she's going to Miami, Ohio. And like <laughs> knowing in our heads, like she ain't going to either one of our schools. Like, no, calm down. Um, and actually not even it, not even in our head, like having Bayana in our face being like, I ain't going to either one of them damn schools. I didn't even apply. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, mm, what? No. It's like Indiana. Um, <laughs> it's like, except like now I'm in Illinois, but you know. See? Um, anyway, but Neville, um, confused and worried, had sat reading the subject list with his tongue poking out, asking people whether they thought arithmetic sounded more difficult than the study of ancient runes. Dean Thomas, who, like Harry, had grown up with muggles, ended up closing his eyes and jabbing his wand at the list, then picking subjects it landed on. Not, a, not, not. I mean, I once applied to a school because I was watching basketball, and I was like, I would like to go watch their basketball team play. And then applied, spent $65. What? Um, and Hermione took nobody's advice but signed up for everything. And this is what you're, this is where I'm getting to, like, you need some guidance because we will get to it next book, but, like, Hermione, they kind of enable her to do, to do all of these things, and, like, it's great. She's very <clears throat> ambitious and, like, wants to learn and is excited about everything, but... That's not good for, like, your stress levels. It's not yeah, good for, it's health. like... It's not healthy at your all. He it's not healthy. Um, and so she probably should have... If she would have been able to, like, go to McGonagall and have, like, these in-depth conversations. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe also, like, have gotten, like... Have the option of, like, you can always, like, do, like, adult, like, classes or something when you're done. You know right. what I mean? Like, and my thing is, is, like, even if she decided... So, like, she drops, like, two classes... Um, by the end of her third year, but mm -hmm. if she had, like, even if she had gone to, like, the class or whatever, 
and decided, like, I still want to do that. Because I think the two classes she drops is Divination and uh, Muggle Studies. I doubt yeah. she would have taken Divination if she had had a chance to sit in on it before choosing it. Yeah. Um, and Muggle Studies, she may have still chosen. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like, if you know, you need some kind of, they should have, like, a week where they're like, all right, second years, now you do this. Or, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, because when, just, you're, when you're enrolled in a class as opposed to, like, just checking it out and not, you haven't committed. Like, you're trying to make it work. So even then, like, really early on, she's like, divination is not, you know. But it's tied to a grade, and she's in the class, and, like, it's a different... Um, pressure and, like... Pressure, yeah, because yeah, it's, like... An expectation. Exactly, exactly. So I totally agree with you. Um, Harry smiled grimly to himself at the thought of what Uncle Vernon and Opportunity would say if he tried to discuss his career in, riz- in wizardry with him. Not that he didn't get any guidance from Percy Weasley, eager to share his experience. Depends on where you want to go. It's never too early to think about the future, so I'd recommend divination. People say muggle studies is a soft option. I personally think wizards should have a thorough understanding of the non-magical community, particularly if they're looking and work, if they're thinking of working in close contact with them. Look at my father. He has to deal with muggle business all the time. My brother Charlie was always more of an outdoor type, so he went for care of magical creatures. Play to your strengths, Harry. This is good like, advice. Very good advice. Yeah. Also, it shows he's a very, he's a true Weasley. Like yeah, like really as is. much as he's like pompous and is like you know all he's very much about himself. Like he is very um, yeah. That's good advice. Other than yeah. the divination thing, but you know. Sometimes yeah, but I also wonder like the thing too is like Trilani is very Lockhart esque. In the fact that, like, she is a fraud because, mm-hmm. unfortunately, when she does give actual, when she, like, does actually see into the future, she blacks out. So she has no idea um, that she's doing it. So she can't really teach that part of it. But because her mother was a famous diviner. Like great, it's like her great great-grandma, something like that. Oh, yeah. Something like that. So, because she's got, like, family, she's trying to hold, live up to this, um, legacy. Legacy. What mm. is a legacy? <laughs> Plenty. See, sorry. So, she's trying to live up to this thing, and she is unwilling to, like, either teach the book or the, you know, the objective, like, things that you should know about divination, and she's trying to always, and then trying to always prove her um, talent, she goes too far. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But there could be something, like, when they get um, Ronan? No. Friends. Th- friends, thank you. Um, when they get friends of the teacher, and he, he studies the star charts and things like that, like, it's still a little bit, like, fuzzy and, you know, like, either you, I feel like either you get it or you don't get it, mm-hmm. right? Like, but um, at least they know, like, there's, like, practical applications to it that they can, like, learn and, and study and things like that. So, I don't know, because we also don't really understand, like, how Hogwarts works, because McGonagall worked in the Transfiguration Department underneath, like, the head of the department, but was she teaching students or, you know what I mean? So maybe like, yeah, well, no, at there's this time no... Percy's not getting Trelawney. I don't know. No, he's it's definitely weird. getting Trelawney. Yeah. Trelawney. Yeah. Trelawney's been there at this point for 
see. Let's see. Um, it's probably the same time amount of Snape. So like, yeah, thirteen years. Yeah, Maybe. but what I'm saying but, like, is, like, she, is she in the divination no. department and they're being taught by someone else? No, or because she, Dumbledore like, was gonna like nix divination all together until he until she had that um, what's it called? Like she went, he went to meet her for her mm-hmm. interview, but he was already like, I'm probably just gonna cut divination from like the syllab from you know for the from yeah. the course um, offerings or whatever and then he met her and then he was like yeah I'm definitely cutting this and then she <laughs> had the um, she yeah had the prophecy or whatever and he was like oh shit now I gotta protect somebody um, too bad but you still could have <laughs> yeah right like um, you still could have cut the program and just um, been like I want yeah. to use my personal um counsel consigliere I don't know like there are ways Dumbledore to there protect are, people without I think, subjecting I think, children to them I think that making her, since he's headmaster, making her teacher was the least conspicuous way to do no, it. No, but we can. I mean, we can talk. Obviously, mm-hmm. Trinidad's not even here, but we can, yeah, we can definitely talk about that because it's a little weird. But um, but yeah, so, this, so it's it's definitely like she's the only one because I don't okay. even think no one else really believes in that. Like, anyway. yeah. yeah. I mean, I so think Dumbledore felt- kind of does, but not like the way that she's doing it. Like, it's clear that yeah. she's. She's not teaching, yeah, like, I think it is, like, it's definitely, it's kind of, like, to me, um, partial tongue, like, it's something that you have and you can't really teach, like, Mm -hmm. um, so, Harry felt that he was only really good at Quidditch, which is kind of sad, in the end he chose the same new subject as Ron, feeling that if he was lousy at them, at least he'd have someone friendly to help him, which is Um, also sad. This is a similar thing, I mean, I, I get that, you just choose, I mean, it's sometimes, it's kind of dumb, but they end up doing all right. Um, yeah, you it just, works like, follow out. Your friends, but also this is a similar thing to um, Goblet of Fire and the Triwizard Tournament, where Harry mm-hmm. is like, I really don't have like, like, and that's one of the things like it, that makes him different. He's not one of those like, he's not like this dude who's like super mediocre and thinks he's like awesome. He's a dude yeah. who's like he's he knows he's like I don't know very much. I'm not particularly good at anything other than flying. Like. He recognizes that, you know, like, the stuff with Voldemort, while it wasn't really a fluke, like, he had very little to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and he, you know, he still struggles in, I mean, he's somewhere between Ron and Hermione in terms of, like, his schoolwork or whatever, but, like, he still struggles with school, he still gets into trouble, he still does, like, dumb shit. Um, and so while it, like, sucks, because he is, like, a good, you know what I mean, like, he does have more strengths than that, it's, like, the fact that he can't see them yet. Um yeah. Which, and again, it still like, takes him a 12. while to see it. Like, he doesn't even see it until after the Triwizard Tournament. And then he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I can do this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But it takes him, like, up in, until after the Triwizard Tournament. So that's, like, four years for him to realize that he actually does have, like, strengths and, like, um, things to, you know, contribute. And to yeah. teach, which is the whole thing about Order of the Phoenix. And then he learns he can, like, actually teach the things that he's learned in, like, practical situations. Yeah. Um, I'm actually on this thing, um... And someone said the best way to really learn something is to teach it. Kung so Fu I think Panda off- 3? Huh? Kung Fu Panda 3? No? If you say so. <laughs> that was like the whole thing. Sorry. You know, I have a little sister. I mean, I trust you. I, I actually saw it. it without her and then I saw it with her. Wow. I was like with some friends and then they wanted to see it and so I went to see it. She didn't care. She- so, yeah, I didn't 
see this on Kung Fu Panda 3, but someone said it in conversation. Um, and I think that when he is teaching um, Dumbledore's army, that also, like, really um, reaffirms, or, or maybe not even reaffirms, but affirms for him that, like, if he can teach this and people are, you know, telling him that they're learning a lot, then, then that means that he's got uh, some strength there, you know? Um, Gryffindor's next Quidditch match um, would be against Hufflepuff. Wood was insisting on team practices every night after dinner so that Harry barely had time for anything but Quidditch and homework. Um, However, the training sessions were getting better, or at least drier, and the evening before Saturday's match, he went up to his dormitory to drop off his broomstick, feeling Gryffindor's chances for the Quidditch Cup had never been better. Um, His cheerful mood didn't last long. At the top of the stairs to the dormitory, he met Neville, who was looking frantic. Harry, I don't know who did it. I just found... Um, so they go into the dormitory. The contents of Harry's trunk had been thrown everywhere. His cloak lay ripped on the floor. The bedclothes had been pulled off his floor and the drawer had been pulled out of his bedside uh, cabinet. Um, the contents strewn over the mattress. Um, he walked over to the bed, open mouthed, treading on a few loose pages of travels with trolls. As he and Neville pulled the blankets back onto his bed, Ron, Dean, and Seamus came in. Dean swore loudly. What happened, Harry? No idea. Someone's been looking for something. Is there anything missing? Um, Harry started to pick up his things and throw them into his trunk. It was only as he threw the last of Lockhart's books um, back into it that he realized that what what wasn't there. Riddle's diary is gone, he said. What? Um, So they leave the Gryffindor... They they go to the common room so that they don't... So they aren't overheard by Neville, Seamus, and um, Dean, and they find Hermione... Um, Hermione looked aghast at the news, but only a Gryffindor could have stolen. Nobody else knows our password. Exactly, said Harry. Um, poor Jenny. <laughs> I know. Just, yeah. Um, so they woke up the next day to brilliant sunshine and a light, refreshing breeze. Um, perfect Quidditch conditions, said Wood, enthusiastically at the Gryffindor table. Loading the team's plates with scrambled eggs. Harry, buck up there. You need a different breakfast. Or decent breakfast. Um, so Harry's just been thinking about the diary. Um, Hermione had been urging him to report the robbery, but he didn't like the idea. He'd have to tell a teacher all about the diary and how many people knew why Hagrid had been expelled 50 years ago. He didn't want to be the one who brought it all up again. So, like, he's protecting Hagrid. But it's also just, like... Tell a teacher. You don't have to even bring up Hagrid. In Just that, be like somebody like stole my diary. That, yeah, like but. the way that he was talking about um, early, early in the beginning of the book, the way that they were talking about flying the car, and he like tried to use, say it without ever mentioning that it was uh, Mr. Mr. Weasley's car. You could do the same, you know, talk around mm-hmm. it. Um, so as they left the Great Hall with Ron and Hermione to go collect his Quidditch things, Another very serious worry was added to Harry's growing list. Kill this time. Let me rip. Tear. He shouted aloud, and Hermione and Ron both jumped away from him. The voice, he said, looking over his shoulder. I just heard it again, didn't you? Come on, Harry. No one can hear the voice but you. Um, um, Ron shook but, his head. Oh, I was just going to say, like, that's, you know, that's a really quick turnaround between the diary being stolen and then all of a sudden there's about to be another attack. Like, yeah. the, the monster is out again. Um, yeah. But yeah. So Ron shook his head wide-eyed, and Hermione, however, clapped a hand to her forehead. 
Harry, I think I just understood something. I've got to go to the library. And she sprinted away upstairs. So... What does she understand? Real quick. Oh, yeah. So she would go by herself right after Harry hears the voice. And she understands... Like... That it's moving through the pipes. She, yeah. Or, or, I don't know that she understands that. She at least, maybe. Or, but she, she probably think, knows that it's a snake. But, like... Yeah. Come on, bro. You gotta move in pack. Together. Move in a pack. But, okay. Keep your eyes open. Keep your head on a swivel, guys. Come on. Seriously. Um, what does she understand that Harry distractedly? Loads more than I do. Set wrong. <laughs> but why she's gotta go to the library? Because that's what Hermione does. He, sh- he shrugged. When in doubt, go to the library. Very true, but also like, yeah. Somebody go with her. Come on, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry stood irresolute, trying to catch the voice again, but people were now emerging from the Great Hall behind him, talking loudly. You better get moving. It's nearly 11. The match. Harry raced to Gryffindor Tower to collect his Nimbus 2000 and joined the large crowd swarming across the grounds, but his mind was still in the castle, along with the bodiless voice. And as he pulled on his scarlet robes in the locker room, his only comfort was that everyone was now outside to watch the game. Everyone but Hermione. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, the team walked onto the field in tumultu- to, um, tumultuous applause. Um, Oliver Wood took off for a warm-up flight around the goalpost. Madam Hooch released the ball as the Hufflepuffs, who played in canary yellow, were standing in a huddle having a last-minute discussion of tactics. Harry was just mounting his broom when Professor McGonagall came half-marching, half-running across the pitch, carrying an enormous purple megaphone. Um, This match has been canceled, she called, through the megaphone. Um, But Professor said, Oliver, um, we've got to play the cup, Gryffindor. (laughs) Uh, McGonagall ignores him. All students... What is no chill? He has absolutely... That's all he cares about. Um, All students are to make their way back to that house common rooms where their heads of houses will give them further information as quickly as you can please um then she lowered the megaphone megaphone and beckoned harry over to her potter i think you'd better come with me wondering how she could possibly suspect him this time harry saw ron detach himself from the complaining crowd he came running up to them as they set off toward the castle to harry's surprise professor mcgonagall didn't object yes perhaps you'd better come too weasley um so professor mcgonagall leads um harry and ron up to um to the school they weren't taken to anybody's office this time this will be a bit of a shock said professor mcgonagall in a surprisingly gentle voice as they approached the infirmary there has been another attack another double attack um so they enter the hospital wing madame pomfrey was bending over a sixth year girl with long curly hair harry recognized her as the ravenclaw they'd accidentally asked for directions to the Slyther- to the slytherin common room and on the bed next to her was hermione Hermione lay utterly still, her eyes open and glassy. Um, they were found near the library, said Professor McGonagall. I don't suppose either of you can explain this. It was on the floor next to them. She was holding up a small circular mirror. Harry and Hermione shook their he- heads, both staring at Hermione. I will escort you Harry back. Harry and Ron. Sorry, Harry and Ron, sorry. Um, I will escort you back to the Gryffindor Tower. I need to address the students in, the, in any case. So, two things. Is that Penelope, Clearwater, yeah. and Percy's going through it. Mm-hmm. His sister's gone. Well, his sister's girl's... not gone yet. Oh, yeah, but his girl is petrified. Yeah. Um, all students will return to their house common rooms by 6 o'clock in the evening. No student is to leave the dormitories after that time. You will be escorted to each lesson by a teacher. No student is to use the bathroom unaccompanied by a teacher. All further Quidditch training and matches will be postponed. There are no more evening activities. So, have they the notified Gryffindors... the parents yet, or? Right. I feel like at this um, point, 
This is like serious. Um, this is like the most serious thing. Because like I'm I'm thinking I'm just thinking about like the um Half Blood Prince when a lot of the uh parents are like terrified about leave you know like taking their kids mm-hmm. to Hogwarts they're like oh they're not with us so they're it's going to be they're going to be in danger um from Voldemort and stuff and so in that moment there are people like she doesn't I think feel like Seamus has like a fight with his mom like in the middle or like yeah, to go back in the middle of the entrance hall after Dumbledore dies like dude I'm not leaving um mm-hmm. and in this situation, I feel like have, like y'all really haven't notified the parents yet. Like, there are how many students who've been petrified now? Three, four. Do any of their parents know that they're laying? They've been laying, especially the the two before um, this last double attack. Like, do their parents know? Colin they've just has been, been. Colin has been there. So, so at this point, Justin months. has been there for like four months. So Colin yeah. is like at least five to six. Like, do their parents not know that their kid is that their kids are just lying there petrified in the hospital? Like, nope. at the very least, those parents should know. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, I would hope that they those parents know, um, but, but at this point, like, know. they're petrified, so they need to stay there because they need to wait for the mandrake drought. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, all the parents should know at this point. So, um, she goes on, I hardly need to add that I've rarely been so distressed. It is likely that the school will be closed unless the culprit behind these attacks is caught. I would urge anyone who think they might know anything about them to come forward. Um, so she leaves, um... That's two Gryffindors down, not counting a Gryffindor ghost, one Ravenclaw, and one Hufflepuff. Haven't any of the teachers noticed that the Slytherins are all safe? Isn't it obvious that all this stuff is coming from Slytherin? The heir of Slytherin, the monster of Slytherin. Why don't they just chuck all of the Slytherins out? Um, he roars to nod scattered applause. Yeah, um, that's Lee, and this also kind of reminds me of um, the seventh book, right before the Battle of Hogwarts, mm-hmm. when they uh, kind of rise rise up against the Slytherins. I guess I don't know if it's right. what the but. Um, there is just kind of this assumption, which is really actually interesting because it's a Gryffindor and it's a Weasley, but um, <clears throat> Percy was sitting in a chair behind Lee, but for once he didn't seem keen on making his views heard. He looked pale and stunned. Percy's in shock, shock George told Harry quietly. That Ravenclaw girl, Penelope Clearwater, she's a prefect. I don't think he thought the monster would dare attack a prefect. Um, also, um, that's his girlfriend, but okay, yeah. George. <laughs> but also like knowing Percy that that is kind of it's probably that too totally it's well it's a it's a logical leap because he hasn't told anyone which is also weird like again that goes into being like a 16 year old or whatever like that secrecy of I don't want anyone to know that I'm dating mm-hmm. someone but probably also because his brothers are Fred and George so no good could yeah, come of that I wouldn't but, shit to be honest Right? Like, <laughs> you're just asking to get made fun of. Yeah. Um, um, but... So, but Harry was only half listening. He didn't seem to be able to get rid of the picture of Hermione lying on the hospital bed as though carved out of stone. And if the culprit wasn't caught soon, he was looking at a lifetime back with the Dursleys. Tom Riddle had turned Hagrid in because he was facing with the, pros- he was faced with the prospect of, the muggle, of a muggle orphanage if the school closed. Harry now knew exactly how he felt. Um, what are we going to do, asked Ron. 
Do you think they suspect Hagrid? We've got to go and talk to him, said Harry. I can't believe it's him this time, but if he set the monster loose last time, he'll know how to get inside the Chamber of Secrets and that's a start. But Professor McGonagall said we've all got to stay in our tower unless we're in class. I think, said Harry, it's time to get my dad's old cloak out again. So we need like a Marauder's theme song because that's the perfect moment for like a Marauder's theme um, song. I don't know. Raise a glass to the four of no, them. No, I meant more like a instrumental, but that's cool too. Do tomorrow there'll do, be do, more do, of us. Except do, this moment doesn't really something like kind of like um superhero esque. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm going with. Um we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, I got some loops that I could use, but well, yeah, we're gonna we'll have a Marauders we'll theme song, guys. We need to get our we need to write this down. One second, I'm gonna write <clears> it down. Um, <laughs> but also, yeah, that's for our soundboard when we get it. Yeah, if you guys have any um, suggestions for our Marauders theme song, we're for taking just our, suggestions. For just our soundboard in general. Oh yeah. Um, but we need uh, this is a school. <laughs> <laughs> we do need that. Um, yeah, if y'all have any ideas of things, I should do that today. While this you're is a off school. Being, um, while you're off being busy and yeah, on wizard team, Marauders, Marauders theme, theme song. song. All right, we'll figure out the other stuff. Um, later. Anyway. So, Harry had inherited just one thing from his father. A long silver invisibility cloak. Also, a shit ton of money you got sitting in Gringotts. That's true. So. So. Um, also, a godfather only... who you don't know about yet, but still. <laughs> That's a good thing. Azkaban. But he's, he's in Azkaban right now. That's, that's um. He about to get out. Only a few more months. He about to get out in like a month. He cool. He getting out. Right. (laughs) I also love that he could have gotten out the whole time. Right. (laughs) But, you know. Just chilling. Um, So, it was their only chance of sneaking out of the school to visit Hagrid without anyone knowing about it. They went to bed at the usual time, waited until Neville, Dean, and Seamus had finally stopped discussing the chamber and finally fallen asleep. Then gotten up, got dressed again, and threw the cloak over themselves. The journey through the dark, deserted castle corridors wasn't enjoyable. Harry, who had wandered the castle at night several times before, had never seen it so crowded after sunset. Teachers, prefects, and ghosts were marching the corridors in pairs, staring around for any unusual activity. Their invisibility cloak didn't stop them making any noise, and there was a particularly tense moment when Ron stubbed his toe only yards from the spot where Snape stood standing guard. Thankfully, Snape sneezed at almost the exact moment Ron swore. It was with relief that they reached the oak front doors and eased them open. It's weird to think about Snape sneezing because yeah. he's human, but... He's a robot. Is he? Is he? Yeah. Is he? <laughs> um, <laughs> it was a clear starry night. They hurried toward the lit windows of Hagrid's house and pulled off the cloak only when they were right outside his front door. Um, seconds after he, they had knocked, Hagrid flung it open. They found themselves face to face with him aiming a crossbow at him. I'm like, why he got a weapon? That seems like, what was he going to use it on? Right. Um, oh, he said, what are you two doing here? What's that for? I said, Harry, nothing, nothing. I've been expecting. Doesn't matter. Sit down. I'll make tea. 
He hardly seemed to know what he was doing. He nearly extinguished the fire, spilling water from the kettle on it, and then smashed the teapot with a nervous jerk of his massive, massive hand. Are you okay, Hagrid? Did you hear about Hermione? Oh, I heard all right, said Hagrid, a slight break in his voice. He kept glancing nervously at the windows. He poured them both large mugs of boiling water. He'd forgotten to add the tea bags and was just putting a slab of fruitcake on a plate when there was a loud knock on the door. Hagrid dropped the fruitcake. Harry and Ron exchanged panic-stricken looks, then threw the invisibility cloak back over themselves and retreated into a corner. Hagrid checked that they were hidden, seized his crossbow, and flung open his door once more. Good evening, Hagrid. It was Dumbledore. He entered looking deadly serious and was followed by a second very odd-looking man. Um... Um, he was wearing a strange mixture of clothes, a pinstripe suit, a scarlet tie, a long black cloak, pointed purple boots, under his arm he carried a lime green bowler. Boy, that's a lot of colors. You gotta fit, you gotta pick one. Or like, Because I mean, he also has prints, because he also has pinstripe. You can't have pinstripe yeah. and bright colors. Like, you gotta, he needs to go on what not to wear. But like, also like purple and green are um, complimentary sometimes, but not lime green. Yeah, and a scarlet tie, tie. like a red tie, purple boots, green, and then have like all you know, be like all black everything. You could even get like the pinstripe with the red tie and still be like killing a game. But then you got to cut it there. That's what I'm saying. That's it. Only two things. Or he could have the lime green bowler hat and then just being like all black. That'd be tight. Or you could have that like the purple boots and even the red tie, but the but the um they got the suit has though. to be a solid color. You can't have the pinstripes on it. Like there are ways to work around this. He needs to. We gonna help you up, out, Fudge. Hit me up. We got you, bro. Yeah. We going <laughs> what what wizard should not wear? Yeah. Um. Um. That's that boss, Ron Breeze. Cornelius Fudge, miniature of magic. Ron, Harry elbowed around to make him shut up. Hagrid had gone pale and sweaty. He dropped into one of the chairs and looked. From Dumbledore to Cornelius Fudge. Bad business, Hagrid. Very bad business. Had to come. Four attacks on Muggleborn. Things have gone far enough. The Ministry's got to act. So, real quick, and I'm going to bring it up, like, as this chapter keeps going, but, um, one, he said the mystery, the Ministry's got to act, not the Ministry has got to solve the problem. Um, yeah. Two, it's, like, interesting, and, like, while, um, I think reading it when I was, you know, when I was a kid, when I was first reading these books... Fudge's reaction at the end of Goblet of Fire and then, like, his whole thing in, in Order of the Phoenix um, was surprising to me. But if you start... Like, his characterization from Jump is like this. He's very much into yeah. appearances. He's very much um, about being seen as if he's doing something. He's a politician. Versus, exactly. And it's not necessarily that he's doing something. It's that he wants to make sure people think that he is. That he's, like... Yeah. His image is right versus... And then we can deal with, like, the issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um... And it's, he's a politician and he's not a, a leader or um, a, what's it called? Like, you do things, you do certain things for political appearances, mm-hmm. true. Like, er, no one is above that no. in, in politics. Like, certain things you just need to do. Um, but there should be some sort of philosophy or... Something behind it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, there should be a reasoning behind it that is, um, you know, and we can, and, like, we can debate about whether or not it's right or wrong or whatever, but you are, you believe it. It's like the Aaron Burr thing, you know what I mean? Like, Thomas Jefferson has beliefs, Burr has none. Like, it's all about getting that position and keeping that position 
um, and not about like what that position is actually means. Um, which it but means... also like Fudge's position is himself. Which yeah. Is the other thing, it's not necessarily like the yeah. I mean, I, I guess we can just keep going, but we can like see that that's kind of what. It yeah, is. this is the first. It, it is it the first time that we've seen. It is the first time we've really seen Fudge. This is the first time and he's come up. Period. Up, yeah, and so it, this really set, but it sets up his characterization, mm-hmm. and I think that that's true. Yeah. Um, I never said Hagrid. You know I, I never under- Buster Dumbledore, sir. I want to understand, want- Cornelius, that Hagrid has my fir- my full confidence. Look, Albus, um, said Fudge. Hagrid's record's against him. Ministry's got to do something. The school governors have been in touch. So that's the thing. They've got, he said they, they've got to look like they're doing something, not necessarily like they're doing something. Um, yeah. Yet again, Cornelius, I tell you that taking Hagrid away will not help in the slightest. Look at it from my point of view, said Fudge. I'm under a lot of pressure. Got to be seen do- to be doing something. If it turns out it wasn't Hagrid, he'll be back and no more said. But I've got to take him. Got to. Wouldn't be doing my duty. Take me, said Hagrid. Take me where? For a short stretch only, said Fudge. Not a punishment, Hagrid. More a precaution. If someone else is caught, you'll be let out with a full apology. So, one, no trial. Right. You're just like, oh, if it's not you, we'll just, we'll give you an apology for having to be in, like, your soul sucking out in, like, with Dementors. You're putting him with Dementors. And, like, you can't... also, do they, not, him, like, like a, a do they not have a lesser option for, like, prison? Right? Like, they don't That's have a holding saying. cell where they could just, like, have regular atmosphere. They gotta go straight to Dementors, even if they're not clear that it's him. Um, like, there should be, like, the prison? But isn't there, like, a wizard jail? Or like, something. What is, um... What, uh, what's his name? The, like, petty thief. Mundungus. Where does... Mundungus is always going to Azkaban when he, like... Sells like something, you know what I mean? Like, it's like he ain't trying to kill nobody. That's like, come on, cruel and unusual punishment. And like, especially not giving him a trial and just being like, oh, we've got to be seen doing something, so I'm gonna put you in Azkaban. What the what? No, yeah, um, not Azkaban, croaked Hagrid. Before Fudge could answer, there was another loud tap on the door. Um, and this is the only reason why I did not bench fit Fudge. Um, (laughs) Dumbledore answered it. It was Harry's turn for an elbow in the ribs. He let out an audible gasp. Um, Mr. Lucius Malfoy strode into Hagrid's hut, swathed in a long black traveling cloak. Smiling a cold and satisfied smile, Fang started to growl. Already here, Fudge, he said. Good, good. What are you doing here, said Hagrid. Get out of my house. My dear man, please believe me. I have no pleasure at all in being inside your, er, do you call this a house? Um, just like, why do you have to do that? Why do you gotta be a class as fuck? Um, I simply called at the school and was told that the headmaster was here. And what exactly do you want with me, Lucius? Dreadful thing, Dumbledore, said Malfoy. But the governors feel it is time for you to step aside. This is an order of suspension. You'll find all 12 signatures on it. I'm afraid we feel you're losing your touch. How many attacks have there been now? Two more this afternoon, wasn't it? At this rate, there'll be no more Muggleborns left at Hogwarts. And we all know what an awful loss that would be to the school. Um, you're full of it. He's totally full of shit. Yeah. Um, Oh, now see also, here. Like, did you have to add that part? Like, that's what I'm you, saying. Did you have to? No, he's you totally gloating. Nothing. He's totally gloating. Yeah. Um, you could say nothing, though. Oh, now see here, Lucia, said Fudge. Dumbledore suspended. No, no. Last thing we'd want just now. The appointment or suspicion of the headmaster is a matter of for the governor's fudge, said Mr. Malfoy. And as Dumbledore has failed to stop these attacks. See here, Malfoy. If Dumbledore can't stop them, said Fudge. I mean to say, who can? Um, so that's the thing. Also, when Fudge is like deferring to Dumbledore, then he's like much more 
um, mm-hmm. tolerable than when he isn't. But he also should just be his own person in a way that's not damaging to the entire wizarding world. How about that, Cornelius? Yeah. Um, that remains to be seen, said Mr. Malfoy. But as all 12 of us have voted, and how many did you get have to threaten and blackmail for the, before they agreed, Malfoy, roared Hagrid. Dear, dear, you know, that temper of yours will lead you into trouble one of these days, Hagrid. I would advise you not to shout at the Azkaban guards like that. They won't like it at all. Um, ugh. You can't take Dumbledore, yelled Hagrid, uh, making Fang the Boarhound cower and limper in his basket. Take him away and the Muggleborns won't stand a chance. They'll be killing next. Calm yourself, Hagrid, he said Dumbledore sharply. He looked at Lucius Malfoy. If the governors want my removal, Lucius, I shall, of course, step aside. But no, growled Hagrid. Dumbledore had not taken his bright blue eyes off of Lucius Malfoy's cold gray ones. However, he said, speaking very slowly, and clearly, so that none of them would miss a word, you will find that I will only truly, only truly have left the school when none here are loyal to me. You will also find that help will always be given at Hogwarts to those who ask for it. For a second, Hag- Harry was almost sure Dumbledore's eyes flickered to the corner where he and Ron stood hidden away. Admirable sentiment, said Malfoy, bowing. Um, we shall all miss your... Uh, Highly individual way of running things, Albus, and only hope that your successor will manage to prevent any uh, killings. And he says that, like, with Hagrid's um, accent, which is just... Fuck him. Seriously. Um, Um, He strode to the cabin door, opened it, and bowed Dumbledore out. Fudge, fiddling with his his bowler, waited for Hagrid to go ahead of him, but Hagrid stood his ground, took a deep breath, and said carefully, if anyone wanted to find out some stuff, all they'd have to do was to follow the spiders. That'd lead them right. That's all I'm saying. Um, Fudge stared at him in amazement. All right, I'm coming, said Hagrid. And someone will need to feed Fang while I'm away. Um, the door banged shut and Ron pulled off the invisibility cloak. We're in trouble now, he said. No, Dumbledore. They might as well close the school tonight. There'll be an attack a day with him gone. Fang started howling, scratching at the closed door. So... So many things happening. Um, who is your MVP? Um, the trio. All of them? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, I have Hermione and Dumbledore. Okay. Um, I almost Dumbledore made Dumbledore, is, but then I was thinking about... Um, the whole chapter as a whole. It's a pretty long chapter. Well, yeah. So. No, no, no. I, yeah, so like I initially wrote Dumbledore, and then I was thinking about how like the parents haven't been notified, and I was like, nah. <laughs> But that's the only reason. True. But the begin, but the True. end of, but the end of it is total like, you know, it's like great Dumbledore. So then I get it because mm-hmm. that's almost why I made him my MVP. So yeah, it, for me, it's definitely just the end of it. Um, I bench Lucius. Totally, me too. Okay, well, um, I just think a like we all know what he's doing and why he's doing it, but b like you don't have to be so smug about it. Right. Like. Come on, man. Come on, man. Um, so, I mean, there's not really much to say about why Lucius has been. She's like father, like son. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, Thank you for listening. Um, next week we will discuss chapter 15, Aragog. Um, make sure to read and follow along. Why follow the spiders? Why can't it be <laughs> follow the, the butterflies? butterflies? Um, make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Um, if you want to join the conversation on Twitter, you can at WeBlackAndNerds, 
hashtag wizard team. Um, yeah, that's it. Thank you guys, and we will talk to you next week. Yep.